You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. My Father Knows Me is the title of this devotion. You know, it's one thing, the Apostle Paul talks about this in the book of Galatians, I think the fourth chapter. He says it's one thing for us to say we know God, but it's another thing for us to be known of God. And then in Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes by the Holy Spirit and he says, this is the sure and unshakable foundation of God. God knows his own. To be known by the Father is what made Jesus who we know him to be. He was known of God before the foundation of the earth. He was in the Father. He is the Father. He came forth from the Father to unveil, declare and reveal him as it says in John 1 verse 18 and 1 John 5 verse 20. You should really read some of these verses. And here in, John, in Luke chapter 3 verse 21, Jesus coming up from the water, having been baptized by John, lifted up his eyes to heaven and began to pray. And Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven opened. Verse 22, the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him and the voice came from heaven and said, you are my love, beloved son, in you I am well pleased. It's the heavenly father himself from heaven bearing witness. And that is one of the great powers of the true Christian life. That is the foundation that no man can lay, but only the Holy Spirit can lay within us, that we have that blessed assurance, Jesus is mine, over oh, a foretaste of his glory divine. We're heirs of salvation and we're born of his spirit and filled with our Father's love. You see, this is the great power of Christianity that it pleases the Father that all of his fullness would dwell in us through Jesus Christ. I mean, just think on that little thought that I just now gave you and it would just overwhelm your heart to think on these things, to pray these things. Father, I know that it is your greatest pleasure that all of yourself would dwell in me and that I dwell in you through Jesus Christ. John 14, verse 19 and 20, Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit has come, then you will know that as I am in the Father, you are in me and I am in you. In other words, if you have me, you have the Father. If you have the Father, you have me. John the Beloved in his second letter says that this is the true gospel and that we need to meditate and think and preach that he who has the Son has the Father. He says it again there in 1 John chapter 5, verse 9 through 11. Look at what it says here in Colossians 1, 2, verse 9. In him... The whole fullness of the deity, the Godhead, continues to dwell in bodily form, giving the complete expression of the divine nature. And you are in him, 
made full, having come to fullness of life in Christ, you too are filled with the Godhead, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and reach full spiritual stature. Oh, I pray that verse all the time. All the time, Father, I thank you that through Jesus I'm coming into full stature in the knowledge of you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, that I may live in the fullness, in the fullness, and may have the richest measure of your presence and become a body filled and flooded with you. I know this is what you purchased me for with the blood, that I be the temple of your Holy Spirit, that you, with all of your glory, may dwell in me and be made manifest in me for this purpose. I'm in this body that you, my Father, be magnified in me through your Son. Jesus said, whatever you ask the Father in my name, I will do it so that the Father may be glorified through the Son. John chapter 14, Jesus says this. Oh, my friends, this is what you need to pray about daily. Pray in the manner of sons and daughters. Pray in the manner of saints. Pray in the manner of heavenly citizens and members of the household of the Father. Pray in that spirit of sonship. You know, it says that here in Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Look at it. Romans 8, starting at verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. One translation says... Those who are sons of God love to be led by the Holy Spirit. Oh, I like that way of thinking. I love to be led by the Spirit because I'm a son of God. Amen? Yeah, you are too. For you did not receive a spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom you cry, Abba, Father. And the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children and heirs and heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we also may be glorified together with him. Oh, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Sonship is in us, the Spirit of Christ, crying of our Father in us, beloved. Consider this, beloved. How great a love our Heavenly Father has bestowed upon us that we now, while we're still in this earthly body, should be called children of God when it is not yet apparent in its fullness what we shall be when we see Him. But one thing we know, when we see Him, we will be like Him. John says this in 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Beloved, how great a love the Father has bestowed upon us that we now, while we're still in the earthly body, are called His children. Isn't that just absolutely overwhelming, dear friends? Isn't this phenomenal? Let me read you this little verse. Oh, this verse has got my heart and it's got my attention. It's 1 Corinthians 8. Oh, I've gone to Colossians. 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Here it is. Verse 3 in the Amplified. Listen to this. Listen. 1 Corinthians 8. Verse 3, if one loves God truly with affectionate reverence, prompt obedience, grateful recognition of His blessings, he is known by God, recognized as worthy of His intimacy and love, and he is owned by Him. Again, If one loves God truly with affectionate reverence, prompt obedience, and grateful recognition of His blessings, 
He is known by God, recognized as worthy of His intimacy and love, and He is owned by Him. Oh, I'm so glad that I'm owned, aren't you? I'm owned. I know who owns me. I know who owns me. And I am so grateful that His love is in my heart. His love, my Father's love. Jesus said in John 15 verse 9, He says, I love you with the love with which the Father has loved me. Come and abide in the Father's love with me. Come, the same love with which the Father loves me, I love you. Come into this love with the Father that I'm living in. The love that I feel, he says in John 17 verse 26, he says, Father, I have revealed you to them so that the same mighty love with which you love me may be in them and I in them. Again, in John 17, 26, Jesus says, Father, I have revealed you to them so that the same mighty love with which you love me may be in them and I in them. That's what Jesus, friends, lives at the Father's right hand for that you may come into this amazing love of the Father and that you know that you know that you know. I'm known by my Father. My Father knows who I am. My Father watches over me. My Father takes care of me. My Father has a place prepared for me in this heavenly home. My Father is God and I will praise Him. And that you live in this love of your Father did you abide in it and meditate in it? Look at this in 1 John chapter 4, verse 15. Anyone who confesses and acknowledges and owns that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides, lives and makes His home in Him. And He abides, lives and makes His home in God. And we know, understand, recognize and are conscious by observation and experience, believing, adhering, and putting our faith and relying in the love that God cherishes for us. God is love. And we who dwell and continue in His love are continuing and dwelling in God Himself. And in this union with our Heavenly Father, His love in us is perfected. I know it's a bit too rich that, that, that to, to, uh, and I don't have time to, to go through it again and again to unpack it. So I'm going to go to the, uh, to the New King James. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we know and believe the love the Father has for us. God is love and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Love has been perfected in us, in our union with the Father. Come, come. You know, I, 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 I have to, I have to sometimes be careful how I give my testimonies because it can come across boasting, and I, and I, God forbid that I will boast except in Him. I am so grateful that my children, our children, Virginia and I, our children, they, they know we know them. They never have an identity crisis. They, as in, they never question, does dad love me? Does dad care about me? My sons and my daughter, they're not in some competition battle for my love as 
as if Mariah would think, oh, dad loves Josh more than me, or Zach would be afraid that I love Josh more than him, or, or Mariah more than Zach, or Zach more than... We don't have it. We don't have it. I do think it is so important that we learn from the scriptures how not to have some children in more favor than others. I think it's so important that we love all of our children the same and that we're good stewards over the, this incredible gift that we've received from the Father for children, our gift of God. But, you know, they they don't have that that argument that I love one more than the other. They know they're all just as much loved. I could not love Josh or Zach or Mariah more or or Jamie, Mariah's husband. I love him as much as Mariah. I love Sarah, Joshua's wife, as much as Josh. I love Sean, Zachary's wife, as much as Zach. I mean, absolutely. And then I could go on to the grandkids. My point is, friends, this is where your father wants you to live. And as you live in this, in your relationship with him, then he begins to enrich you to be able to love others as you're loved by him. When you struggle, right? I know I've had my struggle. When you struggle. I'll give you a little testimony. It just comes to my memory. I have quite a few that I'm thinking, but I'll give you this one. When Joshua was maybe four, five, something like that, he was our first son. It was quite obvious in the home, in the atmosphere, that it was... Virginia and Josh. Zachary came along a bit later, Mariah much later. And it was a bit obvious that it was Virginia and Josh and then me. And I could feel it. And so I walked gently and calmly and sweetly, but I could feel it. It was always them and me. And so I was praying, Father, what do I do? Father, what do I do? I'm not the ugly duckling here. I'm just as much a part of this house. But it was obvious in my spirit, and there was certain pressures. So I was praying, Lord, what do I do? What do I do? Help me, Lord. You're the builder of my house. If you don't build it, my labor's in vain, Psalm 127. So one day I said to Virginia, and it's so important you pray about things before you talk about things. And I said to Virginia, I said, you know, darling, I feel that you and Joshua have a connection that I don't have. Right? So that was after much prayer that the Holy Spirit helped me to say it that way. And the Lord and my wife looked at me, Virginia, and she said to me, Well, the... In other words, well, that's simple what the reason is. I said, duh. She said, yes, you were never here. I've had to raise him by myself. You traveled all over the world. You were gone. You were gone. You were home maybe three days a month. I said, you're right. You're right. How silly that I did not realize that. I said, wow, what do I do? She said, you preach about becoming one. <laughs> it's amazing. You can preach about things. But then, so I'm praying. I'm saying, Lord, what do I do? Oh, Lord, I, I know you make us one. Make me one with Josh, Lord. Make me one with Josh. What do I to do? So... In the evening, he'd go to bed, 
uh, you know, he was in, uh, he must have been about five because he was going to Sankate Primary School. And so I go into his room, the curtain was drawn, it was dark, I go in his room and I said, hey Josh, move over. He's laying on the bed and I go like next to him and I lay there and I'd say, how was your day? Good. How's your teacher? Good. You have any fridge? Yeah. You get along? Yeah. And I'm thinking, what do I ask, ne- ask next? Ne- what do I ask next? And I run out of questions, you know, and then I would just lay there and then I could feel, oh my goodness, I'm falling asleep. I got up at five o'clock to pray. So, <laughs> and, and I said, oh, Josh, I can feel I'm starting to fall asleep myself. So I better let you go to sleep and I'll see you in the morning, son. I love you. For three months, every night, I'd go, every evening, I'd go there and I'd lay there. And it was the same thing. How was your day? Good. I was going in class. Good. <laughs> Not run out of questions. And I could feel him starting to snore. I better go. Then suddenly, God brought about the answer by His Spirit and connected us. And my goodness, am I grateful that that was one then. Because now that He's a grown-up man and the father of His household Himself, the joining we have, the one that we have, and that I have with Zachary and I have with Mariah and Jamie and on and on and on. It's so strong. So as the Lord gave me that oneness with Josh, perhaps this is where you may have to spend some time with your Heavenly Father in prayer and say, Father, I want to know this oneness with you. I want to know that I'm known by you. I want to feel your spirit in me, bearing witness with my spirit that I am your child. I want to hear my inner man crying out to you, Abba Father. I, I want to know that oneness day and night, Father. Bring me into this oneness. That's what Jesus lives for, to give to you. And I tell you the truth, if you come, it's ready and waiting for you. And as you live in that oneness with your loving Heavenly Father, then you'll be able to give it away more and more. And my goodness, what breakthroughs and miracles will come to your life. Amen. Have a good day.